Um, so here's my question to you. Uh-huh. Let's say you had a billion dollars. Would you rather use it to invest in oh, Apple let's. or to invest in the Uber of China? <laughs> well, the way I understand it is um, Berkshire Hathaway just invested in the Uber of China, right? It just flows right through. Well, I mean, I guess, hmm, I suppose, I'm, I'm no investor, and we should probably disclose up top that you don't want to trust any of us with a bill, with a billion dollars sure. or probably anything well, under that. Um, well, you can trust me because I let other people manage my money. Oh. So that's is my that, advice to you. Do you let Lex manage your money? Because that's no, no, bad no, news no, for you. No, no that's, not, um, that's not part of my advice. So, I mean, if I had, if I had said billion dollars... I guess I feel like there's probably more potential growth in the Uber of China, right? Because there, there's nothing there now, right? Like, presumably there's, like, cabs, kind of like the pre-Uber situation in the U.S. And if, if it succeeds in anywhere near the success rate of Uber in the U.S., I feel like you get a pretty good, pretty good return on that. But, like, that's the thing is they—so I guess— why are we talking about stocks? Jesus. Uh, I guess Berkshire Hathaway is famous for not investing into tech companies because of the fluctuations in that market. Um, mm-hmm. But to the point of, I think, what but Gruber wrote. Warren sat down, right? He stepped down. He's not, he's not involved anymore day to day. It's his family making the decisions. So that's a whole new world over there. Sure. But I guess also to the, you know, I, I had a friend from college whose dad worked for, for Warren. Um, and... Thus, you know, he always, my friend always espoused the sort of, you know, Buffett virtues of, uh, of investing in terms of the sort of, you know, buy what you know. And, you know, in that, as that far as that argument goes, right, like buying that's McDonald's writing. or Coke that's, that's, or whatever, then. You're supposed to then, write what you know, damn. No, no, you're supposed to write what you hate. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. There's no brand more visible than Apple. And if you sort of say, well branding and sort of brand recognition is the one of the most important things especially a brand with as much loyalty as apple then you know it makes sense you may not be like getting the returns that you got if you had invested in apple in the mid 90s and were selling out now but you know they pay dividends they seem to still make money every quarter right so why not yeah, I, I just want to understand the math. Like, did Apple just take the billion dollars from Berkshire Hathaway and send it right to China? Is that how it works? That's what I want to know. I'm not really a financial wizard. <laughs> Are you that's... any kind of wizard? <laughs> yes. I'm a boy wizard. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I want to know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> don't make Harry Potter weird. Are you... <laughs> Boys night! <laughs> Boys night. Um, oh, they're going to sue us sooner or later. Just gonna, uh, I know. Yeah, we're going to start. Yeah. <laughs> get sued as our show slowly podcasts. just becomes that podcast. Just no. because. Uh, <laughs> let's here. Can we can we can we do me a small favor? Let's talk yes. about anything else. <laughs> OK, I'm in. <laughs> so abortion. Oh, oh God, man. Uh, Perfect. I don't even want to listen to this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh it's we're kind of in that like pre-wwdc doldrums i feel like like no nothing's gonna happen between now and mid-june right 
Well, that's if we're Apple sure, specific. Sure doesn't seem like. Oh, we sure. Go, you want to talk about something else? If we go tech broader, listen. The big news in the tech world this week is Twitter <laughs> oh, is going to yeah. stop counting photos and links Woo! in the text limit. It's going to be a Twitter party over there. What I'm thinking is people who want to do a really long tweet can now just do like HTTP colon slash slash this slash is slash my slash really slash long slash tweet kind of thing. And that's that's going to be the way to get around it. Sounds not annoying at all. Except well, it'll, all get shorted. it'll all get shortened to the Twitter. <laughs> T.co. The T. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then far it'll, it'll, load it'll anyway. load. <laughs> oh, man. Success all over the place. Uh, yeah, so my clear that's uh, the thing so. I was trying to figure out based on we don't really know how the implementation works, but is it just they're effectively could you just make a tweet entirely full of URLs and it would essentially count as zero characters, or is it only one tweeter image what? per tweet? And if <laughs> so, how the that... hell do you enforce that? Why is it that everybody the first thing everybody jumps to is how the system can be abused? <laughs> Because I, know, like I heard this Twitter. news, and I, thought, I heard this news, and I thought, "Oh, this is good. This is great." Because now I can, you know, because it seems kind of dumb that if I just want to put a link in, I have to like jam up my, you know, I have to truncate the rest of my tweet. So I was yeah. just, I was just, your, you know, your thought, art okay, is that's a nice move. I wasn't like ecstatic or anything, in. but I thought that's a nice move. And then everybody else. <laughs> I read is like, oh, this is gonna run. People are just gonna be dumping in pictures of their, you know, uh. man. I well, mean, I'm, I'm both. I'm very yes. supportive, and I'm curious as to how people are going to abuse it. Uh, I also want to just say for our listeners, sometimes we like to go behind the podcast a little bit. Uh, I can't speak for Dan Morin's take on this, but I would say that John Moltz's connection is the worst connection I've heard in the history of Skype, and I think he's like 20 <laughs> seconds behind the rest of us. So I, if we're talking over him, it's not that we're dicks. I mean, we are dicks, but that's not why we're talking over him. It's that we're oh hearing him God. like five seconds after I, he starts I don't think talking. it's a delay so much as I think he just can't hear us talking, and therefore, mm. and he mm-hmm. just goes. Huh? But you what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's this kind of meta show that people really tune in for. <laughs> Not the uh, stock and abortion talk. <laughs> yeah. Lex, I can't speak That's for anybody else, but do not buy stock in abortion. <laughs> That's a shame because we've got such good stock and abortion material. Oh my god. <laughs> Is it still really bad? It's all coming out in post. No, you're doing great. You're no, doing you're great. fine. I just don't want to. I everything we were talking no, it's about late. is awful. It's delayed. I can tell. It's delayed. Yes, you're yes, delayed. You know, uh, Phil Schiller tweeted on Tuesday about some game in the App Store, and so it's Phil Schiller. I'm going to click, and it turns out to be a, a straight up Monument Valley uh, ripoff. So I'm wondering. I haven't oh, even checked right? his. I haven't checked his mentions, but I'm guessing that he's full of people yelling at him for tweeting about a game that's <laughs> what, a total mind. What game? I mean, maybe maybe you don't want to give this game more attention. No, but. it's all right. I mean, he tweeted it. It's Miko Rama, M E K O Rama, all is one word. It's a beautiful looking game. Uh, it just happens to look exactly oh my god like Monument Valley. Um, oh yeah, the tweets at him endorsing a Monument Valley ripoff. Poor form. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that does not look. Uh... Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's uh that's a that's a problem with the whole uh with the whole app store thing still. I, I apparently so. Yeah, so, Nevin was Yeah, well don't buy that, co- I guess. Has constantly been posting pictures of ripoffs of the games that he's made. And it's 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 pretty unbel- I mean you wouldn't think I don't know. I guess there's money to be made there. <laughs> I guess that's why it's being done. But You'd think that some of them would right. not be 
making so much money that it would be worthwhile. Well, this app is basically donationware, which is kind of interesting, where it's a free app to rip off Monument Valley. And then you can pay what you want to as an in-app purchase, but you can play the game for free as long as you'd like. Interesting. And the top six in-app purchases are $0.99, $1.99, $3.99, $7.99, $31.99, and then $15.99. So (laughs) there you have it. Well, okay. First of all, that's not paying only what I want, right? Like that's paying the limited number of options you've given me. True. What if I want to pay $4.62? What then, developer? So this, John, this is the kind of guy who hates Twitter announcing that you can put photos and links in your tweets without counting against your character. It's the people who object to pay what you want not having odd mm-hmm. sense numbers. Yeah, sure. That's me. That's me. The dams of the world. Yeah. That's, there are many of them, probably. Mm. Um, I saw a piece this morning on The Verge, uh, which is kind of interesting, about... Uh, Apple potentially snapping up engineers who work with wireless charging, um, including a company, I guess, somebody, so there's a company called U-Beam, which promises to, like, let you do charging over short distances, but, you know, wirelessly, like, not even inductive, like the watch, but, like, you're carrying your phone around in your pocket around your house and it's charging. Yeah. And uh, somebody apparently, a, a, a reputedly a uh engineer or maybe now former engineer um who worked there basically wrote a whole thing about how uh it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anonymously um or sorry no i not anonymously a guy named who's the former vp of engineering at ubeam um says that basically it's you know maybe not quite snake oil but essentially it doesn't really work um (laughs) and so uh but apparently several this this verge uh story is saying that several people including people from ubeam have now been basically left and gone to apple and so apple seems now to be, never work yeah right apple seems <laughs> to be stocking up on these guys and this is they also point to a bloomberg report from january which says apple wants to add wireless charging to the iphone next year um and go beyond not just using the inductive stuff like the watch but actual like real wireless charging so uh yeah i guess i don't know about hiring people from a company whose product didn't work (laughs) that seems like a bad plan but presumably those engineers you know are being hired for their knowledge you know not just in making that product but in actual like the background in that in that area well well plus in star trek that one guy got vaporized when uh, the computer tried to 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 charge itself wirelessly that's uh always so, a worry i don't think that's <laughs> yeah yeah if don't stand between the m5 computer and the uh and the world also war. don't stand between your imac and your iphone <laughs> just no orientation no. is don't very stand important. between anything <laughs> never stand between any two items i mean i like the idea of wireless charging it certainly seems like it would be nice but i also worry like as if there's not enough worry about stuff being conducted in wireless you know <laughs> I like the idea of not having cancer. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, like never rest, never rest your junk right on the wireless charger. <laughs> Too soon? Never, never have an abortion? Oh, yeah, that's, I was hoping. I was hoping. I, I don't know. I, no, I want wireless charging for sure. But uh, honestly, if yeah i'm surprised that we're we're just leaping right past the inductive thing like and maybe the new iphones are going to do that but it just it seems like yeah. that would have been such an easy win for apple a long time ago but i mean but what does what does that mean that i have to carry around now 
like when I travel, do I have to take some flat? You need to bring you know? a radiation sh- shield with you wherever you go. Uh-huh. And a warp core. Yep. Right. <laughs> My warp core. Yeah. Never leave home without your warp core. Getting it through uh, uh-huh. TSA, a little bit tricky. Yeah, I, I don't know what that would mean as far as equipment goes. But I mean, to Lex's point about inductive charging, the problem with it is a either it's optional, right? Like they they sell a phone and it's like you can it's got wireless charging capability in the phone, but it's up to you whether you buy a you know a wireless charger to go with it. Like the old um the Palm Pre when it came out many many years ago had a wireless charging option, but you needed to buy uh, an additional thing. You could either just plug it in normally, or you could buy a little inductive charging stand. Um, and some of several other, I think phones have done the same thing. I think the reason they don't want to switch to that wholesale is because they just made people switch the lightning connector fairly recently. And the, the complaining, the sheer volume of complaining, oh, I've got to yeah. rebuy all my power plugs. Like, you know, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame people for feeling like that is part of it. The other part of it is I don't think currently, at least the inductive charging, I think is probably not as, I think not as efficient it probably charges slower, right? Like in the same yeah. way that um, you can charge, you can buy that. Uh, Jason Snell over on Six Colors reviewed the Logitech base or whatever, which uses the smart connector on the iPad. Um, and I believe it charges slower than if you just plug in the lightning cable. So I think the part of the answer is it's what problem are we really solving there? <laughs> right. Uh, is it just that the, the, the troublesome, the, the onerous act of plugging the phone in yeah apparently is the only thing we're solving and then we're making new problems yes exactly so (laughs) i mean there there is you still have to make contact with something in that case and that's the problem if you were just wirelessly charging and could like put your phone down on your desk and it was close enough to something that it started charging that's one thing um you know that's i wouldn't complain about that in the sense that like you know that's kind of where we went from you know ethernet cables to wi-fi right like that was a pretty big deal Right. Um, but if you're just like have to put it down on something else that would be save you about half a second from plugging it in, that I I don't feel like that actually solves a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else can Apple screw up? <laughs> I basically had it with everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I hear Apple is letting you expand how much you tweet. No, I don't. <laughs> I, don't, I, I have nothing. I have Here's nothing. what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to give you guys yeah. like a solid, you know, minute to come up with your next topic, while I tell <laughs> our got listeners. It already, so good. Yeah. Take your. Take I'm going to have a drink then. Listen, <laughs> listen. Stop compromising. Just in general, no more compromises in society, or at the very least, stop compromising on your shave and get started with Harry's. For way too long. That's a mathematical measurement. You have either paid too much for a comfortable shave or you've settled for a low-priced but low-quality razor. Harry's offers something you've never had before. A great shave at a fair price. Harry's makes its own high-quality razors, cuts out the middleman, and ships them directly to you for half the price of the leading shaving brand. You know who it is. It's a good shave at a good price. It's simple. Get the best of both with Harry's. I personally use a Harry's razor. I have an air plane ride tomorrow and i've already packed my harry's razor so i will be stubbly on the plane tomorrow but i was like i'm not gonna use like the free hotel razor thing they give you that rips apart my skin to shreds no i'm gonna pre-pack my harry's razor so i have that with me i'm a big fan plus they have both shave cream and shaving uh gel they're both awesome they smell good they provide the necessary comfort you need whilst shaving so you're gonna like it so 
Factory direct prices, no middleman, no upcharges, half the price of leading band. The starter set is just $15. That includes the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry's shave cream or foaming shave gel. As an added bonus, you can get $5 off your first purchase with our code REBOUND. When you use that code, you're getting an entire month's worth of shaving for just $10. Let's see you pull that off at CVS. Harry's.com was started by two guys passionate about creating a better shaving experience for all men including the guys on this show. Harrys.com delivers a superior shave for an incredible price. They bought the razor factory in Germany that's got the highest quality blades of anyone out there. And you get the, these incredible discount prices without having to deal with the drugstore, the razors behind the key and lock, the whole thing. Shipping is always free. It's not like you have to deal with adding more stuff to your cart to get it free. No, no, no. Whatever you get from Harry's is going to be free when they ship it to you. The starter set called the Truman is a great option for new customers and an amazing deal. For just $15, you get a razor handle, moisturizing shave cream or gel, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. $5 off your first purchase with promo code REBOUND. Go to harrys.com right now and look for the Truman set. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter the code REBOUND at checkout to get $5 off and help support this very show. Stop compromising. Give Harry's a try right now. Wow. All right, Maltz, what do you have for us? Right now? I have to get up? Okay. <laughs> uh, I will. I'll be right back. Um, are either of you uh, big uh, currency users? <laughs> I use dollar bills, if that's what you mean by currency. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Dan. I'm spelling it current with the letter C at the end. I will slap you. <laughs> that's what should have happened to the people that made this. Yeah. Um, and it seems like actually now they're getting they're getting that slapping uh, because it's not, you know, it's not entirely dead, I guess. But it's, it's they basic, laid off 30 employees dead. and it's basically they, and, they and they're they're not they're not completing their role. They, uh, they, laid, they haven't even rolled it they out laid yet. off 30 people. They only employed 20 to start with. They had to find 10 extra people just to hire and fire. It was really uh, why are we doing kind this? of a mess. It makes no sense. Um, I let me just remind people that this was a payment system predicated on the idea of QR codes, and then we can yeah. all just stop, laugh for a while, and remember <laughs> those good old days. Uh, so, well, it was amazing that anybody really thought that this was a better system compared to anything. Well, I mean, I guess the one the one thing that was supposed to be better was that you would get loyalty cards through it, but you can do that through um, Apple Pay now. Now you can do it. And I think the the issue was not so much even that as it was just you again, it's the the middle the entrenched middlemen who felt like maybe this was a great opportunity. I guess this is not even they're they're trying to I guess displace the middlemen. Go around right? Like trying to go around credit cards and they're trying to get all the data they want. And you know, they are not technology people, so QR code seems like a really great idea because it's fairly easy to deploy, right? Like scanners, yeah. printed barcodes, that's stuff they've been doing for decades. So that makes sense from their perspective. They just, you know... Have a lousy perspective. They have a lousy perspective. My question is whether this means that now the stores that haven't been allowed to take Apple Pay can start taking it or if they still have to wait for currency to get their shit together. I don't think there's any shit getting together. From here <laughs> right? On. No, I I agree, but I'm saying if they they're not saying, "Hey, we're giving up. Forget about it. Just use the good guys instead." They're saying, "You know, we're we're well, rejiggering." But I want to know when can I start using this at CVS? When well, can those, I start using there Apple must Pay at be, CVS? I assume there's a contract thing, right? Like I assume that they have a deal with these whatever you know retailers are using their system um that says you have to basically stick with us through a certain amount of time although i thought i had read some stuff recently or in the last year or so that said that that was that it already started expiring yeah um 
I mean, I would think that at this point you could make a pretty good case that you're no longer contractually obligated to wait for this crap that's never going to show up. Right. Yeah. So I, I especially, yeah, I don't know. I, why would you, why would you want it? I feel like you would try to get out of that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So I so, don't know. So any day now. One, one okay. would hope so. <laughs> I'm going to keep trying. We have no idea. I uh, I had credit card fraud that I discovered yesterday. It actually happened in the middle of April that I, I use a United Chase credit card and somebody bought tickets on a United flight with it, but it wasn't me. And it was a horrible itinerary, which is the only reason I noticed it. And the reason I'm telling all this story is, you know, they credited it back right away and they said, we're going to have to cancel your card and send new ones, which sucks. Uh, but, you know, Apple Pay gave me the notification on my phone as soon as I hung up the phone with uh, United, with Chase credit cards, I guess. I got the notification on my phone saying, hey, your credit card can no longer be used with Apple Pay. And then about two minutes later, hey, your new credit card number is linked to Apple Pay. <laughs> and I didn't – I still didn't – and I think that uh, Craig Hockenberry had tweet, uh, blogged about this years ago, actually, or earlier in the yeah. Apple Pay history. but. Apple Pay knew my credit card number, and when the doorbell rang before, it was UPS delivering the new credit cards. Apple Pay knew it a solid 24 hours before I did, and that's, that's pretty great. I wish I could yeah. use it. And so Lauren was jealous yesterday. She's like, oh, great, because she doesn't use Apple Pay. She's just never set it up on her phone. She's like, oh, great, so you can use the credit card today, and I can't? And I'm like, well, not really. There's three places that I ever go that could take Apple Pay, and one of them is a soda machine. So <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have tremendous – Kids I are to drinking be. soda tonight. If it were, if you, uh, if, it were if you use currency, if you use currency and your card gets compromised, they fax you new <laughs> QR codes for each for each purchase that you want to make. It's good. It's good. Thanks. It's a good I, one. I think that, I just came up with that. Right yeah. there. <laughs> That's a little more behind the scenes. Look for you. Yeah, yeah uh, sure. <laughs> the liner. Notes. I've seen more places taking it, and I think part of it is that I've seen. I've been to some smaller shops recently that deploy. You know. Uh, things not square or square like things you know little like tablet based pos things and the apple pay at least part of that seems to be getting more accepted um you know rather than just the old versions which are you know the dongles that you know like the square dongle that took the the your swipe Mm -hmm. card um it seems like more of these systems are now supporting apple pay out of the box uh, so I've yeah. definitely been in smaller shops that use these, you know, like little little deployable point of sale things, and they seem to support Apple Pay, which is cool. Uh, so I've used it a few times, and they use, and the chip and pin works. Yeah, a lot of I them mean, the chip and well, pin. The chip, you know, not the pin part, but the chip right. part. Like they just stick your card in and then wait, and then yeah, right. the, uh, the square one the, is even wireless, which is kind of cool. So that's what I mean. Yeah. What has me most excited, frankly, about Apple Pay getting more ubiquitous is, or getting ubiquitous in the first place, is the implementation of chip card readers in the United States sucks so bad. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. What I what I love is how I don't know if this is your experience where you guys live. I'm guessing this is somewhat you know ever present, but. Every store I go to that now takes the chip cards, they've got taped stickers and signs on the machines like, do not remove the card, leave it in, because it takes so long and people aren't expecting it to need that long. And the screen changes multiple times, still telling you, I'm working yeah. on it, I'm working on it, and people see it and take it out, and then you have to start <laughs> start all over again. And uh, I just think that's hilarious, that it's so bad that people have to yeah. tack on signs. Have you seen the signs tacked onto machines, being like, you know, please leave it in? Uh, yeah, I also see the signs places where they have there's a slot to put your chip card, but it's not yeah. enabled. So they have little like Whole Foods okay. actually has little like inserts that say don't don't stick your card in here. 
Um, but Whole Foods <laughs> takes Apple Pay, so I was like, oh, I wouldn't even, I would never even dream of doing that. I The funny thing was I was at Starbucks, and I had not done it yet um, because I mostly go, like, the place I usually, my, usually use my chip card is at Safeway, and at Safeway they still, like, can I see your card? Get the last four. I mean, it's like it's so ridiculous. But then it went. It was in Starbucks with my son, and and he knew how to do it. <laughs> like he, he he takes the card. He's like, no, 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 you put it in here, and he takes it, sticks it, and I'm like, what? What's going on? And um, it worked like magic, kind of, you know, like slow magic, but magic still. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we've reached that stage where your I kids know more done, than you I do. guess he had. I guess he had been with my wife and and seen her do it i guess i don't know i don't know where he picked up this knowledge either that or it's just osmosis and that the kids the kids they pick up the technology they do pretty soon they'll know mm-hmm. all that stuff that you won't be able to figure out how to use that's right and then they'll just leave me here in a field you know surrounded by a bundle of sticks and, and keep moving now when you're apple paying do you use the phone or the watch 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 usually me too yeah. it feels Every time. it feels like it's easier on the watch it oh it's totally i easier. don't have to find my phone especially if my hands are free. right Right, and you don't have to yeah. use the Touch ID, which is sometimes a little bit finicky. Yeah, when you when you're under pressure, well, when you're sweating because you're nervous about using. So I, I will tell you the, the thing I've run into a couple times is sometimes I will like my watch has been disconnected for some reason, uh, often because my watch goes into airplane mode. Um, I because I'll set my phone into airplane mode sometimes at night, and I will uh, then forget to like turn the watch off separately because you have. You to, might be an ideal person to turn off the feature on the watch that has it sync airplane mode with your phone this is true um and so i'll go up and i'll like press the button and try to like put it up there and then i'll panic because i'm like oh uh and then i'll try to like get the phone out and then i'll forget how to use apple pay on the phone because it's not like the watch (laughs) yeah because it's only acceptable to use Apple Pay when it works instantly. Yes. As soon because, as there is any hiccup, uh, yeah, you are right. a horrible if it, if person. You panic, you pull out the card, you start swiping it, inserting the chips, just everything. It's like you're just throwing dollars at them. But just take it. Just take, running I just out need the my artisanal asparagus water. Just like take my money somehow. You say you're drinking asparagus water? I am not. But people, okay. that's I assume that's what people who pay with Apple Pay mainly drink. <laughs> coconut water yeah coconut water asparagus water yeah. sounds horrible i'm not even sure there is such a thing. asparagus if water is, there should i like to think that there is not such a thing asparagus water is what you get the day after right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes you guys have clearly missed out on the whole foods uh asparagus water which was later removed um i'm, I'm sending you this link now just because it's it's hilarious <laughs> it's literally water with <laughs> Sorry, it just made me laugh again because it's great. <laughs> That's terrible. It looks delicious though. It's six dollars. No. <laughs> speaking of things and going in what water, is, though, what is wrong with everything? I, when I go to the hotel lobby and I'm thirsty, and like the only water they have available is like a giant cooler of water that's filled with random fruits and vegetables mm, I you really, know I you know it. you're in california first of all <laughs> yeah but i was like <laughs> there was i was in one place in florida where they had like cucumbers and lemons and i was like who like if somebody who wants cucumber water somebody who wants lemon water i get that those people exist but who's the what's the the venn diagram of people who oh, want yeah. both cucumber lemon water that's ridiculous i think and it's I my girl i think it's my girlfriend <laughs> like uh i really cannot stand i don't really like cucumber and so i always get I hate cucumber. kind of offended when people put it in my water it's like i didn't ask you for cucumber flavored water just like i like it and uh, i might like it normally but it's like nine times out of ten when i want some of that water i'm just dying of thirst yeah 
and I don't want like chuck some cucumber man i'm not i'm not trying to i don't my water does not need to be that fancy my vitamin i'm trying to hydrate guys i also don't want cucumber in my gin and tonics just to be oh yeah i'm with you on that what the fuck is up with that oh come on come on no oh gross Nope. it's not my it's not my go-to it's not my favorite lime is still my favorite but um you get that hendrix no hendrix is terrible oh so no i'll do hendrix and tonic i just want to i just do it with a lime it's now i don't i don't like the hendrix i've uh hendrix and cucumber and um beef eater guys come on sublime (laughs) you've reached the cocktail portion of the show (laughs) well i've been drinking hendrix and tonic this entire show i assumed so (laughs) it shows That's that's why I'm finally well, ready lunch. to get the asparagus. It's lunchtime for you. Hey, guess what, guys? That game that Phil Schiller tweeted about is now in a new games we love section in the App Store. Wow, <laughs> he's doubling down oh. on that, huh? Yeah, yeah, right. What the heck with you. The other cool games they have listed are Crossy Street. It's a joke. <laughs> now you're making this up. <laughs> and Plant Life versus the Undead. That's the other one they're featuring. So speaking of speaking of Crossy Street. We, Ebony, we should probably, uh, I, I should probably come clean and note that Lexus has trounced me <laughs> at Crossy Road, and I'm completely unable to catch up at this point. But you, so the nice thing is, John and I have had a long rivalry in the games from whatever the company is that makes Crossroad. I can't think of their name now. What is it like? I Narwhal, I whale, dolphin. Oh, uh, hipster whale. Uh, hipster whale. Yeah. guys. <laughs> and see, we we got there, and. But John has been, you know, decimating me in both of their main games, the Crossy Road and the Pac-Man 256. Now he's only decimating me in Pac-Man 256. Yeah, I've still got, I've still pretty much got you at Pac-Man 256. Yeah, I, and you said, you you described your Crossy Road journey as what my Pac-Man journey is, where I, I'm now terrible at Pac-Man. My high score in Pac-Man is like 50,000 points, and I'm usually getting like ten or 12,000. I can't get anywhere close. But Crossy Road, yeah. now I'm like, I'm averaging probably around 500 to run. It's crazy. It's I turn. I am the playing it. I am playing it like crazy, <laughs> and I get. I got into like the mid four hundreds um, occasionally, and I just and then you know, it, the game presents you with a lot of no win scenarios. I think uh, you, it's get the into, poor you get into you get into a place where you just there's no there's no way to 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 get out. You, you just um, have to not let yourself get there. You either you either you know you either get run over or you have to backtrack and then you get caught by that stupid eagle. My favorite thing right now in Game Center with Crossy Road. I am number one of 27 friends who I'm, you know, Game Center friends with who play Crossy Road. I have 652 points. In second place is Rob Griffiths, former Macworld editor, with 651 points. And I like to imagine Rob was playing sometime after I set my score. He's like, oh, there it is. You're going to shit. And I just like to imagine that moment. I haven't ever spoken to him about it, but I replay it in my mind all the time, even though I was not a witness to it. The other great thing about that game is that um, uh, somewhere around the mid 100s or so, um, uh, you pass Dan every time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I haven't played that game in months, guys. Sorry. You see Dan's, you see Dan's name on the street. You just hop right. Once he passed 400, I think it is. Maybe it's 450. Somewhere in that range, the, all the cars get faster, and I really that's the moment that I look forward to because the the first 400 are just too easy at this point for me. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's how i am with the first 150,000 on yeah, 256 <laughs> dan what do you play these days i don't i don't get much of a charge unless i'm not up at <laughs> 150,000 uh you know what i've kind of fallen off the uh, ios game wagon currently wow. i'm not not playing anything actively right now the last thing i am still occasionally playing super stick man golf 2 with dan frakes cuz it goes on forever wow <laughs> Uh, that's the that's the gift that keeps giving. 
Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it right now. I haven't, I haven't found anything new that really grabbed my attention. So I've been playing a little bit of a game called Diced. Have either of you seen oh, Diced? I played a little of that oh. and then realized this is just going to frustrate me. <laughs> I think Hank plays it's, that. It's, it was created by the, uh, by, uh, Greg Pierce from Agile Tortoise and the guy who makes drafts. Um, this was his first game and, uh, it is a hugely frustrating game. And I've I've talked to him about this a little bit on Twitter. Like I enjoy it and I still play it, but it it I feel like it needs to go one step further in terms of how you can play it. Anyway, the point is you get a grid of five by five uh, sized grid, and you've got to put dice on there and the right layouts. But it's all they're presented to you at random, and you screw up the board, and then your game is over. So like most high scores are around a thousand points, which is around like five minutes of gameplay. And then one guy I know has like fifteen thousand points, and I hate him, and I will never speak to him again. But anyway, if you need a new game to frustrate you, check out Diced. I think it's 99 cents. (laughs) This episode is also brought to you by Diced. Those are the best. That's Uh, why people tune in, by the way, is to hear your guttural thinking sounds. I Mm. cut out a lot of those, by the way. You guys clearly don't listen to the finished show. We're trying to think of something else to talk about. (laughs) Probably a good thing to this, cut there's out. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't make it. <laughs> Shows about 90% ads. <laughs> well, do we want Lex to follow up on all the ad stuff that we talked about without him last week? Does he just want to get... Oh, you... we could... Yeah, we could... This could be your chance. We understand, Lex, that you went on another podcast. <clears throat> um, Clear violation of your contract. Apparently, you have time for... Um, you don't have time for us, but uh, yeah, you have time for these other guys to talk about podcast advertising. This is all true. Do you want to sum up? So one of the points that I tried to make to those guys was that I think it's a little bit. Which one? Again, which, which I one went on Upgrade again, with it? Jason Snell and Mike upgrade. Hurley. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I agree. With, like, so the, the, the conversation I guess started last week or two weeks ago now when the New York Times published an article talking about some secret summit that a bunch of high-profile podcasting companies went to in Cupertino. Yep. And they said, hey, you know, give us more stats and let us sell podcasts through the podcast store in iTunes. Uh, I was not there. Whether my company was there, I'm sure I read in the New York Times article there, everybody who went was under NDA. So if anybody from my company was there, I wouldn't even be able to tell you. So I'm assuming not. Um, bad assumption. Anyway, so the uh, the points that I would make are, one, I think that trying to sell podcasts through the App Store is stupid. And they don't want to go through an approval process. And all that sounds like crazy sauce to me. And anybody who wants that is nutso. But on the other hand, advertisers or podcast companies that have advertising asking for better stats doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, because I deal with it every freaking day from advertisers who say, hey, I'll buy ads on podcasts, but I want to know how many people heard the ad uh, because they're used to digital buying, right? So they know how many how many people saw their ad on YouTube or how many people watched it for four seconds and then slammed on that. You can skip the ad after five seconds, but at the first available opportunity, like they get all those stats. With podcasts, they don't get those stats. Uh, I'm not asking for Big Brother to tell me what shows you listen to and who you are and how old you are and where you live. All I want to know from Apple is... Did you hear the ad? Did you skip? Did you get to the end of the episode? What was your drop-off point? Stats that are good for people who want to make better shows and stats that are good for advertisers. I don't think Apple's ever going to give us that information. I, so I think it's largely a merely intellectual at-best discussion. But that's why people like me want Apple to provide those data, those data, those stats, because 
um, advertisers are begging for it, and we think we could get more advertising dollars if we could give them. Like it wouldn't mean, hey, because we know that you know uh, the rebound does four hundred thousand downloads an episode, but only three hundred thousand people listen all the way to the end. I wouldn't change my price to say, okay, now I'm only going to charge you for three hundred thousand. It's still the same price. Like the market has said, this is the fair price for our show. It's just now we'll show you a different metric. You're paying this much money for the three hundred thousand people who listen versus the four hundred thousand people who download. Um, but it was a good conversation. Like I, I like those guys. That, that Mike and Jason fellow, they know what they're talking about. Not, not like not like <laughs> us. Not like yeah. the point. The point I tried to make to them was the only thing that really I, I'm going to go with pisses me off in this whole uh, debate over what the what podcasting should be and how to make money from podcasting is this piece. It's you know I've I've heard a bunch of you know podcasters should just focus on making great content. And then the money will come. Don't worry about the stats or whatever. Like, just keep making the shows available for free and use ads. You don't want to sell podcasts. You don't want to do this and that. And it's like the exact opposite advice that we would give to developers, right? We tell developers, don't just give away your stuff. Don't rely on, uh, you know, putting your app to the lowest common price denominator out there and seeing if you can somehow make it up by having the greatest app. Like, there's great apps that none of us have, have ever tried. There's great games in the App Store that none of us has or will ever heard of. That was a tough sentence to grammarify, <laughs> but, um, and I, so I think it's, it's lame for uh, the, you know, folks who would give that one set of advice to developers say, well, podcasters, just don't worry about it. Like the money will come. Cause like the reason that people would say, Hey, let's meet with Apple is because they're trying to come up with what are the, what are realistic ways we can keep making more and better shows. One of the points I made to Jason and Mike was, to get more people listening to podcasts, a lot has to happen, right? You have to get more car connectivity and Apple Auto, Android Auto and App CarPlay, CarPlay, Android CarPlay. Auto and CarPlay have to get a lot more mainstream. People like me have to learn what they're called. I should probably know. And you know, your phone has to just kind of seamlessly pair to the car automatically. Maybe your car can just download new episodes of podcasts automatically, and it has a podcast button right next to the Sirius XM button. All that stuff has to happen. But pushing that along is also going to have to be that podcasts themselves get more mainstream appeal. Doesn't mean that tech shows and nerdy shows and shows about fatherhood go away but it means that you also have to find a way to get you know tom hanks has to have a podcast not him literally but huge names have to have podcasts too to attract those huge names you need big advertising dollars to attract the biggest advertising dollars guess what we would really like to have better stats so it's a vicious circle of joy how does that did that, did that help did i clear everything up for you guys wow yeah i'm, I'm well yeah, yeah, great. yeah i understand your perspective <laughs> Yeah, which I think we talked a little bit about last you week. You did. I mean, we it was a good combo you guys points. had. You did. Oh, okay. So a, you, you listened to Is that like a convoy? Yes, it's yeah. the same thing. Oh, okay. It's, that's why that's that's how he skirted like telling us that we actually did a good job talking about it. You did. You did a great job talking about it. <laughs> you you had a good convoy. <laughs> there were three of you. You were all in Ten order. Ten four, good buddy. We're forming up a convoy. <laughs> Break a rick one nine. Wait, do we not abbreviate conversation as combo anymore? Is that what I'm hearing? Do we ever do that? <sighs> well, let's have a quick I've combo about it. I've heard, I've heard it before. I don't like let's it. it I way. feel like if you got the time, you should say the whole damn word. <laughs> it's let's two extra it. syllables. It's why don't you start let's calling have a 15 minute conversation you know on the can word we have, combo? Can we, uh, yeah, uh, hmm. I insist if that Daniel start were, calling me Alexander. If only there were a word <laughs> that was only one syllable. Hey, can we talk about that? <laughs> discuss? <laughs> I don't know. Dis? Yeah, you guys had a good discuss about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they said we had a good discus. Please. <laughs> I used to do a podcast with a guy named Discus. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
Whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> he's, he's in a band now. Oh. Uh, so are we technically really, right? No? Okay. We're a band of brothers. Different kind of band. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Well, I think we educated our listeners a lot today. <laughs> I think so. I, I think that's about all we're going to be able to get out of ourselves. <laughs> Apple's got to release some shit, man. <laughs> yeah, really. Otherwise, otherwise, this is the, the this, this is the beginning of this the is end. Untenable. <laughs> <laughs> it is untenable. Well, we, I, uh, we do not want the stats for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, Apple keep these two this, for this episode certainly. Uh, somehow so you've approved. People are just dropping off listeners. Like one after the other. I don't know how you did this. Bloop 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 bloop. 